1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, AKA Wazzy Lambre, and Nando Vila, super producer, Hollywood big shot that he is, couldn't be with us today. He's he's out uh, gallivanting Sundance Film Festival. I'm sure he's, you know, he's giving all of his top 10 lists. He's telling people to follow his letterbox. I'm sure he's being a Hollywood mogul that he is. But today, we got another woke bro up in here, my brother Ben
2: Burgess. What's up, Ben? Hey, man, always really happy to be back. Uh, I mean, it is funny. I think my invitation to Sundance must have gotten lost in the mail. Uh, (laughs) Yes, (laughs) they must have sent it to your old address.
1: uh They got you moved to L.A. That's what (laughs) what happened. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, on today's show, man, I just wanted to have a general conversation about What's in the news? I mean, aside from the Republican primary, Donald Trump is kicking their fucking asses up and down the United States of America. He's got 20 million indictments. It doesn't matter. Um, He's just killing everyone. Uh, He's beating Biden in the polls. It's hilarious. Um, And there's not, you know, whatever. Didn't want to talk about that. But... It's hard for me to think that Biden isn't losing support because of his handling of what's happening in the Middle East. And it seems to just get worse and worse by the day. Uh, Last week, they fired their first airstrikes on the Houthis in Yemen. Um, They said it's because of the blockade in the Red Sea. Um, Of course, Ben. They're blockading the Red Sea because the Israeli government is bombing the shit out of Gaza indiscriminately. So instead of being like, hey, our partners in Israel, maybe we should take a different tact or strategy or try something different. Instead of going in that direction, they say, no, let's make more war. More killing, more bombing by bombing the Houthis. And again, uh, Joe Biden uh, just did a press briefing today. And he was asked at this press briefing, um, essentially, the, the exact question, Ben, yeah. are the airstrikes in Yemen working? This is, guys, this is not, okay, so that's the question posed to President, Commander in Chief Joe Biden. And I'm not making this quote up. This is a real quote. Joe Biden replied, are, the, are, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. This is Joe Biden's answer to are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. Ben,
2: what the fuck? <laughs> I, you know, we were talking a little bit. Before we started recording, I was saying it's 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 really amazing to me that that combination of words could come out of his mouth and he didn't have a moment afterwards of being like, hold on, what did I just say? <laughs> right? Like, does that make sense? Um, yeah, I mean, this is clearly the idea that a few more bombs in Yemen are going to stop the Houthi blockade in the Red Sea is bizarre because, you know, I know... People's memories are short. Um, you know, it's the old joke about how God invented ge- invented war to make Americans learn geography, but uh, <laughs> like Yemen has been continuously bombed for a very yes. long time. Right? Yes, this is this our great friends a- the Saudis
1: have been bombing mm-hmm. the ever living shit out of them for years. Going back to the Obama administration, so this is three presidents now that they've been bombing the shit out of Yemen, ostensibly to, you know, uh, thwart the Houthis, and it hasn't worked. They've only become stronger since these bombings have started.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, at this point, the Houthis are, you know— I mean, they're not diplomatically recognized by anybody, really. Although the Saudis have been negotiating with them because they have no choice. But like the Houthis are the government of Yemen; they control the vast majority of territory in that country. And uh, and yeah, I mean, the it's it's not like the Saudis didn't have the the biggest and the best bombs, you know, uh, courtesy of us, right? Of for uh, for for all those years. Of of bombing and uh, and really the the siege that happened in, in Yemen um, during all those years, right? You know, was was like something medieval. I mean, it was uh, really extreme stuff. Uh, this is, you know, if if that didn't do it, right? The idea that like you know, compared to all that, right, this is nothing. So the idea that this is going to stop it, just even take morality out of it take you know world politics out of it take the you know what i would certainly call the ethnic cleansing of gaza out of it right take all that out of it just like on its own terms just as a practical issue the idea that oh well we have this problem that uh, they're blockading the red sea and we need that for global trade they're actually calling this operation prosperity guardian which is something else Jeez. but uh okay, so here's our solution to free it up, right? We're going to, you know, we're going to drop a few more bombs on the Houthis. That doesn't make any sense, but we've already tested this. Like, there was a (laughs) season. Right. If it was a new idea that we could just recognize, like, that's probably
1: not going to work, but it hasn't been tested. So you say, so, you know, I'll give the the listeners example, because a lot of our listeners are sports fans, right? Um, Yeah. So when the Clippers made the trade for James Harden, it was obvious that Russell Westbrook needed to go to the bench. But the coach was like, you know, um, Ty Lue was like, you know what? All of my veterans, all of my stars are going to want Russ to, to start. I know. It's not going to work. Anybody with half a brain knows it's not going to work with him starting, but let's try it just so we can show the stars and the important players on the team that they tr- that we tried it. They can watch it not work, and we can move on with our lives. This ain't that. <laughs> no, this is no, something it's not. that's been proven not to work,
2: and we're doing but, it anyway. But you know what was proven to work? Uh, when there was a ceasefire in Gaza, uh, yeah. Then becomes- the Houthis stopped, right? Because because mm-hmm. they've been saying all along, right? You know, we're we're doing this uh, because of Gaza, you know, because of uh, this, you know, campaign of bombing and then incursions, you know, ground troops into Gaza that, like, really just because, as you said, right? You know, it could be people watching who aren't necessarily like obsessive news and politics, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, So people might not quite have a sense of how bad it's been, but uh, there are 2.3 million people who live in Gaza uh, and 1.9 million of them have been displaced from their homes since October. Right. That's that's how that's how bad it's been. And so under circumstances like that, it's not really that surprising that one of your neighbors who is already pretty hostile to you, right, uh, would intervene Right and uh, and and take action to try to stop what you're doing. Right, that's what the Houthi government in Yemen has done. You know, imposing this naval blockade, and you can throw around words like pirate all you want. Although I think if you're talking about a government, use you know like uh, that is uh, it's not a non-state actor. You know, like you're you're talking about the people who are governing this country, who are going in and saying, okay, we're gonna you know, we're going to stop. Like, I mean, was the U S doing piracy when it did the blockade on Cuba during the, you know, Cuban missile crisis. I don't know, but they, uh, but. We know that there's a double standard for the U S obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 I think it's, it's like really important too, because another dimension of all this is that if anybody cares about this, you know, from the perspective of the law, right. Of the American constitution, um, this is illegal, right? There are a bunch of people in Congress who have pointed this out, uh, people in the squad certainly, but also people like Ro Khanna, right? right? Uh, the, uh, you know, one or two Republicans like Mike Lee, but mostly these progressive Democrats have been uh, pointed this out. And, um, and this is, you know, the excuses uh, because you can't say like for years and years and years, American presidents, Bush, Obama, uh, Trump, like whatever they wanted to do, right? They'd say- Oh, this is the 2001 authorization for the use of military force, right? That's like the all-purpose mm-hmm. hall pass to do whatever you want to do in the Middle East. But at that point, this point, they've kind of given up on that because it so obviously has absolutely nothing to do with what that was about, right? Which was about the Taliban and Al Qaeda and all of that. Uh, so uh, you have to say, well, we could find some, you know act of congress about piracy somewhere you know but like again that doesn't really seem to apply and you know what people are sort of left to resort to is saying well uh this is you know that uh okay because the president is the commander in chief of the army without congress declaring war he's still allowed to repel attacks but the only attacks are because the U S sent ships to a place where there was already a war going on. And so, yeah, if you, if you do that, right. Like there are going to be attacks. Um, but if it's that easy, right. To, to get around like the requirement that you need Congress to, to go to war then the requirement is just meaningless. Cause you know, that's, that's the easiest. Okay. Well, all right, let's send some ships. And you know, to aid one of the sides in a war, they inevitably take some enemy fire and then uh, and then we're we're acted in, in self-defense. It's it's just kind of silly, right?
3: Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turn podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust, delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D I N G S to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order.
2: And like, and, and I guess the last thing I'd say about this is if you can, like even if you put all that aside right like you don't care what it says in the constitution you don't care uh you know you don't care about the palestinians who um like if if you read the kind of reports that are happening in gaza of uh of you know they uh like like little kids having to have amputations with no anesthetic because some of the you know, hospitals Jeez, are bombed the electricity is all out you know all of this stuff if you don't care about any of that uh i i guess My last pitch would be, okay, but do you care about the U.S. getting involved in another big war in the Middle East because we've done that before and it never seems to go well? Yeah, we've gotten our asses kicked twice in um, this sense, yes, we deposed Saddam
1: Hussein and got him killed. But Iraq has been a freaking quagmire since uh, ISIS came through in its stead. Uh, it's worse than what it was before. They're, like even the most staunchest supporters of the Iraqi invasion will tell you today on January 18th of 2024, the situation in Iraq is worse than it was before we invaded. Like nobody, no, we've made it worse by invading. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Afghanistan, it was about six hours before the Taliban rolled in and toppled the regime that we had been propping up for 20 years, like literally six hours. Like that, that shit needs to, like, that doesn't get said enough. And When these when these people are talking about their strategies over there, like the Taliban came back, took over Afghanistan hours after we left.
2: Yeah, the, well, I mean, in fact, it's worse than that because uh, it was hours after we'd started to leave, but, like, <laughs> uh, we, we literally couldn't get all the way to the airport. Right? Before they were
1: already back. God. 20 years, tr- literally trillions spent on this project. And we couldn't even get out the airport before the Taliban had already taken it back. That war was started because, yes, we needed to find allegedly and kill Saddam Hussein. Then we wanted to make a new government. You know, uh, Rumsfeld yeah. and them had these grand designs with Iraq and Afghanistan. We're going to make this new, all private, just this, this capitalist, um, you know, fucking Milton Friedman wet dream in the Middle East is going to be great. Didn't work. The nation building didn't work. We're gonna drive out the Taliban because they, you know, they fostered the terrorists and they hid Saddam. Um, excuse me, uh, Bin Laden and all of this. And the Taliban's gonna be gone twenty years. These motherfuckers didn't let us leave the airport. Okay. Um, so the idea that yeah, let's get into another protracted war in the Middle East for nothing, for not yeah. like to do nothing, to change nothing, to do nothing but kill people.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh and and I guess uh, I and really like just to emphasize this point, we uh we know what would work here. When there was a ceasefire for a few days, right, the attacks in the Red Sea stopped. That's it. Right? Like that's like we could do a long term version and the problem uh the problem would be solved. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and and I mean like the real thing here is also that okay, the you know the Palestinians. I mean, people will, you know, I, I think there's a lot of revisionist history in a lot of different directions on this, but uh, but you know, this is, you know, this has been since you know since 1967. These people have been living under uh, Israeli military occupation uh, in the uh, the West Bank and Gaza in different forms. You know, and and it's they're you know like, but there's never been a point where they're like, okay, uh, we're just gonna let you form your own independent state, right? That's a thing that's never happened, uh, and you know, and a lot of people, I've seen. Um, you know like trump apologists uh have their own version of revisionist history there where it's like oh everything was peaceful and great you know when uh when when he uh oh i i heard that on
1: october like october 9th when people yeah. were like essentially uh what's what's the name uh Hamas they did this because you know there's not a strong man in the White House there's nobody who <laughs> they think is willing to nuclear bomb them into oblivion obliv- like this idea that it like because Trump is perceived as crazy and hot-headed that they were kept at bay I've heard that argument made by the way
2: yeah absolutely um and you know and there are people who will bring up like the Abraham Accords, which was this thing that, you know, Trump made a big deal of doing, um, which was essentially um, essentially about, like, this diplomatic coming together of uh, Israel and, and Saudi Arabia. The but, Saudis uh, and the
1: Emiratis and all of these, you know, um, essentially— Muslim Arab nations who Mm -hmm. traditionally through the years, at least rhetorically, if not, if if in no other way, honestly, providing absolutely no other support whatsoever for the Palestinian people. But at least rhetorically, the regimes would pay lip service to the idea that they care about what's happening to the Palestinians, meaning their subjugation needs to end mm-hmm. again. Like I, you could be as pro Israel as you want. I don't, you know, like I don't yeah. begrudge anybody. They're pro Jewish state, ethno nationalist state, whatever you can do that if you want. But like, What are these people? So should these people just live in a stateless existence? No self-determination ever for the rest of these people's existence? Like, is that like,
2: why do they have to be the only people on planet Earth subjected to like, why? Yeah. And and I mean, like, it's and it's not just, you know, to really emphasize when you say stateless, it's not just they don't have their own independent state. It's you know, they're certainly not. You know they're certainly not allowed, you know, citizenship in Israel, right? So it's like, no, they, they, they or, have
1: no agency anywhere, yeah, anywhere,
2: yeah, exactly. So, and, and I mean, this has been, uh, you know, in 1967, you know, when Israel took the West Bank and Gaza. I mean, if you're a Palestinian who was born the day after that war ended, uh, you would be eligible for senior citizen discounts today, right? Like, that's uh, that that's been how long uh, that's been, that's been going on, you know? And so, and in fact, the whole point of the Abraham Accords, what Trump was doing was to freeze out the Palestinians. Yeah.
1: Stop. Like, yeah, take, stop talking about that. We're yeah. done with that. That's a settled issue. Let's get to the business of being buddies. Cause we all hate Iran. Let's get <laughs> yeah, to that, exactly. Okay. Exactly, like yeah. all the Palestinian shit. It's in the past. Fuck that. We all hate Iran. We can all agree on that. Now let's shake hands and make this official because let's be real. Unofficially, there is no beef between the Israelis and the Saudis and hasn't been for decades.
2: I mean, that's the ridiculous thing about it. People will talk about this. The enemies, Israel surrounded by enemies. It's like, no, they're not. Yeah. Trump ended that war that was happening between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Uh, Like that just come on it's 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 ridiculous but what it does is it like diplomatically it takes away the only card or really you know half a card right that the palestinians ever had which is that like at least um at least uh the arab states pretended to care uh they had you know at least you couldn't have totally normal relations with those states as long as you know the israel-palestine issue hadn't been settled and it and and, you know it it took even that away, right? And then that process of of normalization between those states and Israel continued under Biden. Really, that's why October seventh happened. When a it lot pled. of people will say that um, that
1: that that is why, because uh, and you know, for people to understand, and we might have mentioned this on the show um, uh, before, like it feels like you know today, it, it would seem that. The Saudi royal family rules that country with an iron fist and their power is intractable. You could say the same thing about the Emiratis, you could say the same thing about um the people in Cut uh the ruling regime in Qatar. It would seem that way. However that stability is based on the acquiescence of the people. And so like, they erode their credibility with their own people if they come out and be like, we love Israel for the shit they're doing to the Palestinians. They can't do that. Like, I I, I get it. It seems like they're intractable now, but that doesn't always have to be the case, okay? Like, that, that power is fragile. The stability is fragile. As far as you know, the power that they rule their people with. And you know, it doesn't always have to be that the case there. And so, like, oh, when people yeah. act like Our it doesn't matter what happens yeah. to the Palestinians, no, it's not true.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is I mean, look, lots of monarchies and dictatorships that have existed for a lot longer than those ones have have, have fallen, right? I mean, like this, yeah, none of this stuff is permanent uh and yeah population certainly cares which is why they had to you know pretend to a certain extent to care yep. and then like you know being enticed to kind of give up on caring. uh i think that you know led to a situation where things were going to explode as well as a lot of what was going on uh, you know within israel palestine uh so uh people there's this there's this ridiculous like talking point. It's like, oh, well, you know, there was, not, there was a ceasefire on October 7th. So it's like, well, not really. Right. Like there was uh, if you break were- oh, they're God. killing these dudes all the time.
1: Like the yeah. IDF is killing these cats all. The- it's a ceasefire or not. It's it's, you know, because, again, they're our friend. They get to operate within the double standard of fr- that. Friends of the U.S. get to operate. Um, And so, yeah, it's like when they kill people during the ceasefire, it's like, no, no, this is just regular. We're just killing terrorists, like killing terrorists during the ceasefire. You know, this doesn't count. You know, anybody who we deem to be
2: terrorists, it doesn't count. And that's even Gaza. I mean, at the same time, like on the West Bank. um, These frothing at the mouth settlers. Forget about it.
1: Arm to the teeth just Mm -hmm. going insane like we know what's happening but i wanted to pivot a little bit ben because i think joe biden is suffering from a a a crisis of confidence um within the american people nobody thinks he's leading like if let's just let's just say your best if you're a biden flack and you were on the woke bros right now and i said give me some proof that y'all are leading what's like that you guys play any meaningful leadership role in the events that are unfolding over there. Like where
2: is it? Where is it? Yeah. I mean, what, what Biden always says, in fact, like there's that, uh, the there's that AME church where he was, uh, he was disrupted by hecklers, you know, who are uh, oh, and you the know, people, you know, these peace
1: people, how could they do it at a black church, Ben? You know, you, the black church is sacred now, you can't demonstrate, for yeah. the jets do it at Jerry Falwell's church now. Come on, the black yeah. church is, is sacred, Ben.
2: Yeah, I don't know, I, I. talk about human shields uh, (laughs) that's (laughs) what biden was doing no exactly uh also like look i don't you know i wasn't uh i wasn't raised in christianity so i might not be an expert here but like i'm I'm pretty sure that promoted peace and the christian religion you know there's a you know might not be a totally inappropriate context but uh but yeah (laughs) so in that right like if you watch that video where uh where where biden you know like biden's been heckled you know uh what he even tries to say in the moment is like well you know i've been working quietly you know behind the scenes you know oh and God. so that's that's the leadership it's it's happening quietly nobody can see it <laughs> yeah, exactly right it's invisible. You just, to, you just have to take their word for it <laughs> uh, and it's like well what's the uh you know i i mean they say uh people Like it, like if you go back and look at like the whole course of the last three months and see like all this alleged uh, pressure on, on Israel, uh, they have, you know, like, what have they gotten for it? Right. There was a ceasefire for like a few days. Uh, They, uh, there was uh, people make a big deal about like letting in humanitarian aid and like how, you know, US pressure might help make that happen. But if you look at the actual amount of aid, and you compare it to a situation where 1.9 million out of 2.3 million uh, people have been displaced from their homes. Uh, certainly, no food is being produced in Gaza right now. by God, mm-hmm. right? You know, and um, and you know, and you say, "Oh well, hey, we let in like 100 aid trucks for those 1.9 million people." It's a joke, right? So um, the and like especially now, right? What like for it seems like for at least a week or so, what all the Biden people have been saying. Is Oh, well, uh, the Israelis have said that they're transitioning to uh, lower intensity you know, form of uh, of warfare, which we think is going to be good for reducing civilian casualties, letting in more humanitarian aid. But even that, they say, like, if you read the fine print on that, they say, like, at the end of the month, right? So it's like, OK, so so, you know, all it takes is, well, in a few weeks, you know, in a few, in weeks, a few weeks, they're going to chill, essentially. Yeah, it's like, well, okay, first of all, so you're saying we can have a few more weeks of horror until that happens. And two, I don't believe you, right? Like, why should I believe that they're actually going to do that? Like, they haven't given me any reason to, uh, to think that. I I mean, all this No, in fact, uh, Netanyahu's going out and saying, no,
1: we need to control that whole area all controlled you, by Israel from the river to said, the uh, sea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He actually used the line, right? He, he used it, was, oh. it, which I thought <laughs> I, I thought that was a racist term to ever utter, Ben. Apparently not. Apparently <laughs> not, not, no, apparently it's totally fine to say this. Uh for the <laughs> again to the totally sea. fine for you to say that. And also because you know they always do this shit about Oh, uh, Hamas wants to genocide uh, Israel and every single Jew that's ever lived. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, Meanwhile, these dudes are shooting pea shooters. Uh, The Israelis actually have the capability of doing it with the weaponry that has been provided to them by the West and their other collaborators. They have the will and they're saying they're going to do it. Yes, all the time. Uh, <laughs> like, like if you they have the act. Like, it's important for people to know that like Hamas doesn't own, you know, fighter jets and yeah, all of this crazy exactly. weapon. They don't have that. They couldn't do that to Israel even if they wanted to. It's not a. It's not a reality. It's not a no. possibility. Israel, on the other hand, absolutely does, could, and is saying that they will. Yeah, I mean, but like that's cool. You, apparently, if you
2: look at South Africa's uh, indictment of Israel at the uh, International Court of Justice, a huge part of it is just quotes from Israeli officials, where uh, they are they're saying things like, you know, there are no innocent civilians in Gaza. Uh, Long term, you know, when this is all over, we should try to relocate most of them somewhere else. You know, like all of this, all of this stuff like that. Right? This, this is. You know, there are a million statements where, uh, or, where- or what did they say? Encouraged migration,
3: I
1: think, was one of yeah. the, the euphemisms that they use, which I just think was crazy. I want to get you out of here on this idea, Ben, because, yeah, you know, when I see Biden talking about are the are the airstrikes stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue?
2: Yes. Um Yeah. Yeah. And and by by the way, at the beginning of all this, you were talking about Biden losing support. And I know the sort of thing that you're supposed to say if you're like a world-weary kind of Dem operative who's, you know, who knows better and doesn't get excited about this shit. You know, you're supposed to say, oh, yeah, well, people are mad about it now, but nobody's going to remember that, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, whatever, 10 months, you know, when the election is. And it's like, okay, but for that theory to be work, it has to be over sometime between now and then. Like, when's it going to yeah. be over? And if you're doing stuff like bombing Yemen, uh, then that doesn't point towards it being over. It points towards a lo- a wider war that could very well still be going on in November. Of or longer. course. Of course the war is going to still be going on. Who are we fucking
1: kidding? Like, stop it. They're not going to be done by November. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I'm, the reason why I asked this, because we know – Yeah. If you do any reading, um, you know, of the people who are really close to this, we know like the national security establishment sort of operates as a hammer. Uh If you come to them with what should we be doing in the Middle East, they're going to find a nail. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're gonna so we know you can't go to like Biden can't go to his national security establishment of advisors and, and analysts and all of that and say, yo, what's the like I know there's this the bomb the shit out of the Houthis vision, but what's another vision that we could have for how we're operating? He's only going to get, oh, maybe we could bomb Iran. You know, like it's, yeah, it's gonna, yeah. the, the options are going to be very limited to that frame. So who the fuck is Biden talking to? If anybody, where does he get the other frame from?
2: Yeah. I mean, this is a really good question because, uh, you know, ideally, right from 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 diplomats to the State Department or whatever. But, you know, I, I've seen very little evidence that that's, uh, you know, I heard The
1: State Department is getting shut out. I heard he's he's told the State Department to fuck off. I'm a Middle East expert. I don't need your opinions on this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And he's been like, and this is the other thing about Biden, um, that he's been consistently terrible on stuff like this forever. Like, this is not – you know, like anybody who's, you know, and this is one of the things that makes me pretty skeptical about, oh, quietly behind the scenes where you can't see where you have to take his word for it. Right. That there's some kind of like meaningful pressure being applied, which, by the way, meaningful pressure would be like, we're going to stop supporting you if you do this. Right. Yeah, like that's, of course. Uh, you know, I mean, because if it's not that anything else is just a request Right. Um, it's just feedback. Right. Like it's and, and that's uh, and, you know, Netanyahu's who's going to take that, you know, um, like seriously, maybe to the point that, like, he doesn't you know, he doesn't laugh in your face. But like that's 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 as seriously as he's going to take it. But, yeah, one of the reasons I don't believe that he's applied that kind of pressure is that Biden uh, has been super duper pro-Israel uh, his entire career, uh, if you you know, if you go back, I actually wrote an article about Jacobin for the, uh, Jackman for the, about this, uh, last year. You know, if you go back when, uh, 1981, right, when, uh, Israel invaded Lebanon and Menachem Begin was, uh, visiting the United States, he met with a bunch of people, a bunch of American politicians in DC, including Senator Biden, and, uh, the the conversation was written up in an Israeli newspaper in Hebrew is never translated to the U.S. because nobody gives, you know, nobody really yeah. gives a shit. Cause it's the senator from Delaware. Who cares what he says? Right. But uh, <laughs> and, uh, but like the stuff that Biden was saying to Begin is is really shocking. He was like, yeah, of course. Right. There's like terrorism from Lebanon. Of course, he had to do all that. You know, he, if there's terrorism from Canada, you know, we'd uh, then we'd, we'd bomb all the cities in Canada, you know, kill everybody. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and So this is the stuff he said in, in 1981. I see mm-hmm. no evidence since then that he's had any meaningful involved on the issue. No, not at all. In fact, uh, back in during the Obama administration, there was a time when uh, Vice President Biden was visiting Israel, and uh, and uh, I think it was yeah, it was Netanyahu then too, right? Netanyahu. Uh, was doing stuff that the Obama administration didn't want them to do you know building more settlements stuff like that and uh and and he was and it was seen as this big embarrassment that he was doing all that like while the vice president was visiting and um the you know secretary of state who's somebody i'm not a fan of hillary clinton but she had uh but you know but but she put out this statement being like no, you got to stop it, or this is really going to be a problem. Right. You know, and Vice President Biden apparently went to Netanyahu and said, Don't worry about that. I'll calm, I'll smooth all this over. Right. Like <laughs> this is, uh, this is in the Obama, this is under the Obama administration. Right. So, so there's, there's no reason to think that uh, there's, there's that. Uh, Biden's th- got oh. like a Herzl tattoo somewhere. Yeah, on his exactly. Right. He's the most, uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he is the most fanatically pro-Israel Irish guy that Delaware ever produced. Yeah. Uh, so um, and, and it's and it's a horrible situation because uh, it's not like, you know, it's not like Trump, um, you know, is going to be better if he beats him, which as of this moment, it looks very possible that he's going to yeah. do Um it was because when trump was president uh he did uh he did absolutely everything the israelis wanted him uh, to do he he finally moved the embassy to jerusalem which they've been Mm -hmm. pushing for for decades They, uh uh like again abraham accords are all about freezing out the the palestinians uh you know there was there was you know there was basically nothing uh that uh that trump you know trump wouldn't do for them But it's also – it's also going to be really hard, right? Like, so I'm from Michigan, and uh, that is – that's a state that Trump won in 2016, and Biden won in 2020, a pretty important swing state. And, you know, it also has uh, the biggest Arab-American population in the U.S. And I've got to say, like – You know, as much as I actually do think that you know that that like if possible on this Trump would actually be even slightly worse, it's uh, it's a real it's gonna be a really hard sell to go to those people and say, yeah, I know Biden has been helping. I know he's completely shit the bed, but it worse. Yeah, right. So be like okay, yeah, I know that like yeah, but guess what? Trump's not asking for it. You know, Biden killed a bunch of your cousins in the Middle East, but like Trump will probably be even worse. You should still vote for Biden. I, mean, I don't know. Good luck with that. Yeah, that, that's the yeah, Democratic Party. Good luck with that.
1: Uh, ben, thank you for coming on. Tell the people where they can find all of your
2: stellar work, my brother. Ah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So I write for uh, Jackman magazine. That's Jackman dot com. Sure. Uh, I host a YouTube show uh a podcast called uh give them an argument i was uh, where, on that the other day yes sir yeah you were on that very recently uh so uh and uh have uh, have been on uh, have been on many times um and uh we'll be on soon again i'm sure uh so sure. yeah thanks again All right, y'all. We will see you guys next week. Shouts to producer John Gervais on
1: the ones and threes, making sure that the trains run on time. Become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dings. That helps us put out this amazing content for you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.